What's up, Dream Warriors? Welcome back to another episode of a podcast on Elm Street. I'm Mark. And I'm Brooke. And this week we're coming at you guys with week two of Why Haven't We Done This Yet? And this is your pick of The Conjuring from 2013. Yep. I mean, normally I ask you why you picked the movie, but I mean, we obviously already know why you picked it because it's a great movie and we haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, was there other movies that you were kind of thinking of at the same time or was it just like a clear cut? This was the one. That really is pretty much this one. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Yeah. This is another head scratcher for us. Like we both love this movie. There's no secret mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through the franchise last year of like all the spin-offs and the sequels and everything. And yeah, that would have been a perfect opportunity for us to fucking do it, but I just never picked it. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. All right. It opened the doors for this episode. So mm-hmm. but uh yeah, before we start talking about this one. Let's kick off our booze and news. All right, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking beer I haven't had yet. It's a by Imperial City Brewhouse, and it's Goodbye Gravity. Um, it is a cream ale with Madagascar vanilla. Okay. And for those who don't know, I forget his name, but that's the uh, iconic astronaut, Canadian astronaut. I forget what his name is, but. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh, but yeah. You can end up on the ceiling by the end of this recording. Uh, I don't think so. Goodbye to your gravity. I am drinking a No Boats on Sunday Wild Strawberry Cider. Nice. This is very good, by the way. Is it? Yeah. Is it like strong vanilla? Yeah, it's not overpowering, but you definitely taste vanilla. Almost takes tastes like uh, orange creamsicle a little bit. Okay. That would be good. Yeah. I will have to look for it. All right. What have you been up to this week? Watching lots? Uh, this week? Let's see. Not too much, but watch some pretty pretty cool things. Uh, so pretty cool things. I think I mentioned Zootopia last time. I forget. I don't know. Uh, I watched The Wicker Man, the original from 1973, because mm-hmm. um, I have... Probably not open shutter in honestly like <laughs> three months, two months. It's been so pretty figured, weak lately. That's what I've been reading um on some like Facebook groups and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, so I saw this was on there and I was like, I know it's on my watch list. I've been wanting to watch this for a while. Um, I do want to watch the Nick Cage one, even though I know it's pure trash. <laughs> but uh Wicker Man from 73 was surprisingly good i enjoyed it quite a bit Mm -hmm. one of the weirdest fucking movies i've ever seen (laughs) at one point i think there it was like i don't know maybe an hour into the movie and patina came down and she's like what the fuck are you watching i was like this isn't even the weirdest stuff like you missed everything else like (laughs) 
<laughs> oh man the, the twist in it was really good i loved mm-hmm. it um the actual wicker man was super cool uh yeah. i hope they didn't actually kill the animals in the movie but uh yeah and i read like christopher lee like didn't get paid for this movie he just took it like no paycheck oh really there was a bunch of actors that took no paycheck because it was like a, a indie budget film so damn yeah, he didn't get paid for this movie, and it's his favorite role he's done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I really liked it, too. I can't remember what I rated it, but I think mm-hmm. it was like a four. I think, yeah, I think it was four. I thought you watched it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I finally went to the movies. It's been a long last time. I uh, watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. I had such a good time with it. The emotions were at an all-time high uh it's i'm sad to see that this group is going to be no more mm-hmm. because everyone is pretty much quitting and moving on to new things um but so good man uh i loved it nice so, um is there a theater where you are now or do you have to drive into the city just drive into the city the same theater we went to before like uh so we commute now like we just take my vehicle um so like on on tuesday we just like bettina finishes at like probably five o'clock that i pick her up at the train station at like 5 20 so you know by like 6 30 7 o'clock like we just go to the movie and then go home after that so okay. it's uh not a big deal but. so you go in at, like together obviously yeah yeah okay yeah. that's all right then yeah. yeah and uh that's it just been doing a lot of reading um noticed yeah i'm hoping to finish my uh fairy tale stephen king book soon um it's still good but it has kind of i lost the kind of gripping feel that i had like for the first like Mm -hmm. 200 pages yeah um yeah so but i'm enjoying it nice isn't it like i thought it was a bunch of like no, it's not short stories that's in it, obviously. No, no. I remember it being like different than his normal shit. Oh, it is. It's it's not really horror at all. More like fantasy or something, right? Uh, kind of. It's like they reference a bunch of like the old school fairy tales. So okay. it's kind of like a mixture of all those like, you know, like Jack and the Beanstalk. uh mm the woman in the the big shoe or whatever like those mm. kind of fairy tales um so yeah i think about almost halfway through it okay what about you sweet uh get it up here okay uh after we did our recording on sinister i went and watched sinister 2 and nice. Oof, one and a half it's not good, man. It is not good at all. I was pretty unimpressed. I've watched it before, but I couldn't remember mm. anything about it, really. And yeah, it's not good. Uh, continuing on with my Harry Potter watch. It's been a while since I've watched any of them, but uh, I watched yes. Order of the Phoenix. Um, I also watched Small Soldiers just randomly. Bad, oh, so good. Oh, dude, I love that movie. Um, and then one of my buddies at work and I, we were quoting 51st dates. So I went home that night and watched it. 
that's a movie I've been wanting to watch so bad lately. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, and then I was flipping through Prime, one of the side subscriptions that you can get. I can't remember which one. And Lords of Dogtown was on there, so I rewatched that. Oh, nice. It was, it's just, it was a nice week of just like watching mm-hmm. like some favorites from whenever I was younger. Yeah. Um, I don't know, just some feel good movies. Uh, I finally watched Evil Dead Rise now that it's on VOD. Nice. Yeah, I was uh, gonna watch it, uh, was last night, mm. but I wasn't uh, feeling too well, so and I had yeah. to watch The Conjuring too, but yeah, yeah, I think I'm gonna pull the trigger and just rent it. Yeah, I'm sure it's pretty hefty price though, right? $25. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when you think about it, if I go to the movie theaters, I'm gonna spend more than 25 bucks, so. exactly, and that's kind of how I justified it. like because I wanted to go opening weekend and I was prepared yeah. to go opening yeah. weekend. So I just, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um, it wasn't quite as good as evil dead, but mm. it was, it was still good. I enjoyed nice. it a lot. Nice. Uh, and then we talked about primal rage last week <laughs> or the week before, because yeah. it's getting a 4k release. And I'd mentioned that it was on shutter. Uh, yeah. So I watched it. It's okay. Not great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna watch that, but then I saw uh the Wicker Man. I was like, I'll save Pop Rage. Yeah. After. It's I mean it's okay. It has some cool nice. effects. Cool. But other than that, not a whole lot. Been uh trying to read a bit more. Um started playing Jedi Fallen Order because I want to play the second one and I've never beat Fallen Order, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured I should maybe get through that first. Yeah. Because it's a direct continuation. So it'd be stupid of me to mm-hmm. buy the new one. <laughs> <laughs> um, As for news. Oh, Leafs just tied it up. God damn it. And here we are. That's all right. Uh, okay. As for news. <clears throat> um, We have a release date for Beetlejuice 2. It's coming out in uh, September 2024, which is very exciting. I'm highly ex- stoked for that one. Yeah. Um, obviously, Keaton's coming back. Uh, Jenna Ortega is confirmed. Mm-hmm. She's playing uh, Winona Ryder's daughter. Yeah. And I just read that Willem Dafoe is signed on for it. Okay. So I think it's going to be interesting. Nice. I really really hope that they don't go cgi yeah i imagine they probably well it's tim burton so that's true yeah might have a lot of puppetry yeah maybe he doesn't typically use cgi unless he's doing like animated movies Mm -hmm. um so we talked a little while back I don't know if we talked about it on an episode or I know for sure we talked about it in our group chat, but um, Zach Krager sold the rights to his uh, upcoming movie. Um, he sold them to New Line Cinema. We have a title for it. It's called Weapons, and it's going to be starring Pedro Pascal. Oh, cool. Um, plot details for Weapons are being kept holstered, but it is described as a multi and interrelated story horror epic that tonally is in the vein of magnolia the 1999 actor crammed showcase from filmmaker paul thomas anderson 
That sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, we have an animated Gremlin show coming to Max. Well, okay. HBO Max anymore. It's just Max. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kind of looks like it could be fun. Hmm. Nice way to get the kids in, involved. Nice. Uh, and lastly, not really news, but have you watched the trailer for the Meg 2 yet? I've seen people's reactions to it on TikTok, and so I basically have seen it. Okay. And oh my God. <laughs> Man, I am so excited for this movie. Just like the opening of yeah. the fucking shark eating the T-Rex out of the ocean. It's like, oh, man. oh my God. The day that it dropped, I watched it like four times that morning because like I watched it myself. And then I was yeah. telling all my buddies at work, I was like, yo, you got to come watch this. Like, this looks amazing. Yeah. Um, it's just, and I was talking to, uh, who was it that I was talking to? Oh, um, Bucket of Chum podcast. Okay, he, yeah. he reacted to uh, our story, the story that I posted about it. And like, I think it's just, or I reacted to his story. I don't know. Anyways, we had a conversation. Um and like they're not taking it seriously, which is good. Mm -hmm. Like I got big time like Prana 3D vibes from it. Yeah. Like just they're just having fun with this ridiculous concept of a movie. Yeah. I think it's gonna be great. But yeah. Yeah. Um that's all I got. What do we got for four Ks? I kind of have some news as well that I saw today. Okay. Which I thought was kind of uh ridiculous, but I know our friend Josh would probably like it. So Fast X, I think, came out Friday or comes out this weekend or something like that. Well, this is going to be the first of a three-part series of this story, I guess. Like, you mean like this is X, part one, A, B, and C? I don't know what, what they're going to do, but yeah. Holy fuck. They need to call it a day. But I have seen people say that they kind of went back to their old ways, like fast five, fast six. Okay. So I think a lot of people have a lot of uh, faith in this one. Okay. Um, I haven't seen nine, so I don't know. I heard that yeah, one was not either. good, but uh, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. As for 4K, uh, not too much this week. There's a Criterion movie called Branded to Kill. Uh, I've never heard of it. Uh, a couple expensive releases. Uh, Superman 5 film collection um, in 4K. So there's a Steelbook library case collection. And you can buy it for a whopping $325. Holy fuck. And that's American. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah. Uh yeah, and then the other release is Knock at the Cabins getting a 4K release this week with a pretty cool steel book. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. You watched that, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was yeah. okay. Decent. Yeah. Worth picking up the 4K. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. If you're a collector, yeah. Like us. Avid <laughs> yeah. physical media collectors. Yeah. Man, I look at some people's collections and I'm just like, I have a lot of movies, and it's just like 
I look like I have nothing compared to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, uh, uh, Slash and Captain just released a, a new video of, um, I think he, he's doing another uh, view of all his movies. I think he has, I don't know how many he has now, but. Dude, yeah. it's just a stupid amount. Yeah. I It's been a while since I've counted mm-hmm. all mine. I think last time I counted, I was at like 700. Oh, you have but, more than me. Yeah, but it doesn't look like it's a lot. No. Like, I think the last update I did, it was at like 550 or 520 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess I wrapped it up. Yeah. We talk with Connery. Let's do it. All right. Okay, like we said in the intro this week, we are talking about The Conjuring from 2013. Excuse me. Starting off with the synopsis. Paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren work to help a family terrorized by a dark presence in their farmhouse. Much shorter synopsis than it was for Sinister. Mm-hmm. Straight to the point. Wow, this movie is directed by James Wan who has done Malignant, which is a movie that we've already talked about, uh, Aquaman, The Conjuring 2, Saw, Insidious, and Dead Silence. If we ever do The Conjuring 2 and Insidious, then we've officially talked about all of his horror movies, I think. Yeah, and we probably will. Yes, we will. Because we like James Wan. Yeah, we do. <laughs> He's got like a wild-ass fucking resume. He, he goes is. from these crazy fucking... Bat shit crazy horror movies to Aquaman. And he hadn't, mm-hmm. uh, what, he did another one. Oh, Fast and the Furious. He did one of those. I can't remember which one. Fast Five? Randomly? Yeah. Uh, I think maybe. Six, five. I don't know. It's one of the middle ones. Yeah. He's produced a lot of stuff too. Like he was yeah. producer on, um, well, he did the Saw, Saw 2. I think his producer, maybe a writer. And yeah. then um, Upgrade, I think he was the producer. Yeah, I think so. He does good work. We like him. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the cast list, I have Patrick Wilson, who plays Ed. Uh, he's in the Insidious franchise, Watchmen, Hard Candy, Moonfall, uh, the sequels and spinoffs to The Conjuring, um, The Commuter, and Bone Tomahawk. Uh, next, I have Vera Farmiga, who did who played Lorraine. She's in Orphan, The Departed, Bates Motel. Again, spinoffs and sequels to this. Uh, the Boy in the Striped Pajamas and Running Scared. Lily Taylor plays Carolyn. Uh, she's in Eli, Leatherface, American Crime, Hemlock Grove, Almost Human, The Haunting, and Ransom. And lastly, I have Ron Livingston, who plays Roger. 
Uh, he is in office space, which is which I didn't even realize until I just looked now. Like that's yeah. fucking amazing. Like now that I <laughs> see that, I'm like, holy shit, he is the main dude in in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's obviously a little bit older in this movie, but yeah, yeah. Uh, office space, such a fantastic movie. Yeah. Uh, he's also in Band of Brothers, Adaptation, A Million Little Things. Never watched this movie. I've never heard of this movie, but I need to watch it. The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. <laughs> um, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, and I read the synopsis for it while I was doing this up, and I was like, yeah, this sounds mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but yeah, he's also in The Fifth Wave and Vacation. Nice. And I have two honorable mentions. Okay. First one is Joey King, who plays mm-hmm. one of the daughters. Uh, she's making a bit of a name for herself. She was in uh, The Lie, which was part of the Welcome to Blumhouse um, series that came out a couple years ago. And she's in some other stuff, too. Yeah. And Lorraine Warren, the real Lorraine Warren. Oh, really? Makes a very quick appearance in this one. Um, whenever Ed and Lorraine are teaching that class in the college, the camera yeah. kind of pans into the the auditorium and you can see Lorraine sitting there. Hmm. She's the oldest person in the crowd. <laughs> uh, okay. She's like fucking yeah. 80. Damn, that's cool. Yeah. I don't know if you had anybody or no. No, the only one I had was Joey Kane. Okay. I think I'm getting sick again. You guys are always sick. Oh, man. That's what happens when you have a hockey team full of fucking kids in your house. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you know about Ed and Lorraine Warren besides like what you whatever like? the movie tells me? Okay. All right. I meant to look up some stuff, but I obviously forgot. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, I mean, a little bit. Like, I know they did, like, they obviously had the events that happened in this movie and then The Conjuring 2. Um, they also went out to the Amityville house, which gets referenced in this movie as well um, at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people th- claim that they're hacks and that, like, the shit that they did wasn't real. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they're... It, they're a very interesting couple. Yeah. Um, I think they're insane for having, cause like that uh, room that they have in their house with all the artifacts and shit, like that's legit. They actually have oh, that. Really? They actually had that in their real house. And I think they're fucking crazy for it. Damn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't done a lot of research on them, but I would like to, I feel like yeah. it would be a very interesting research topic. Yeah. But yeah. All right, let's talk about this movie. Let's do it. Uh, so yeah, this is the uh, <clears throat> introduction introduction to James Wan's Conjuring universe. And for anyone who's watched any of the Conjuring movies or even uh, adjacent movies, the opening scene is an introduction to a very well known and uh i guess liked franchise kind of sides series um annabelle i think there's what 
three Annabelle movies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's Annabelle, Annabelle Come Home, and Annabelle Creation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like this opening scene reminded me so much of Dead Silence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I just watched Dead Silence, so it's kind of fresh, but uh, this whole opening scene is like so creepy. And it's like whenever Ed and Lorraine are interviewing the the people and they're like, oh, yeah, we found this doll and uh, are like, I don't know if it's someone related to them, but they're like, yeah, she asked us if uh, she could go in the doll, and we said yes. And they're like, "What? What? What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking stupid? Could you be?" Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, this opening scene is sick, and it sets uh, a precedent of what the rest of the movie is going to be like because it's very scary, uh, very creepy, and he just does dolls very well. Yeah, that's a good point. Have you watched, like, I'm assuming you've watched at least some of the spinoffs, right? Yeah, I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen Annabelle. I don't know if I've seen the second one, but Creation was really good. I liked mm-hmm. that one a lot. Um, Very scary. Uh, Yeah. Like, have you watched The Nun or The Curse of La Llorona? Uh- the only one I haven't seen is The Curse of La Llorona or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are, uh, you've so watched much. all of them. You just said that at yeah. the beginning of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. When we do, want me to rhyme off my rankings? I mean, without... How will you just do the Annabelle movies rather than... I don't need to give my ratings, just like... Okay. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Hold on. My phone's dead, so I can't even use that. Let me see here. Holy, it's been a while. <laughs> is it? There it is. For Annabelle movies, okay, we'll just do that. So I have Creation as my top one, and then Annabelle, and then Annabelle Comes Home, and then The Nun and The Curse of La Llorona are my second least favorite and least favorite movies in the whole franchise. And the three Conjuring movies are all within my top four. So that's, <laughs> I'll say that. Okay. Okay. Nice. But it, I don't know. It, it's a very fun franchise. Yeah. I like like I only just watched Conjuring 2 and 3 last year, I think. Okay. Um, or no, is there a fourth one now? Yeah, there's a fourth one, right? It's No, not yet. It's a oh, fourth but... one is this this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah. Yeah. Because the devil made me do it came out last year. Uh, the year before. Two years ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That was the third one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this opening scene is uh very scary. Um. They like uh, get the doll and then they like go in the room. And there's all this like writing on the wall and uh there's like a Right on the top, I think it says, like, does it say, did you miss me or something, I think? Does it say that? Uh, I don't remember what it says. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Yeah. And then they put the doll in the hallway, and then, like, in the middle of the night, they hear knocking. Or they throw it in the dumpster, and then they go outside, and they find a note that they found with the doll before. I think it says, Mm -hmm. like, do you miss me or something like that? And then the 
Annabelle dolls like in the closet, like in the hallway, and just like the whole scene is very well done. Mm-hmm. And it's true, like you mentioned, it's so reminiscent of Dead Silence. Yeah. Because like something very similar to this happens in Dead Silence with like the guy's wife or girlfriend or fiance, whatever she is. Yeah. So yeah. And uh and you get this kind of like you know, like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like the um paranormal movies, like kind of the blurb, like before mm-hmm. like introducing Ed and Lorraine, like who they are like in the 60s they did this and that goes on like oh based on the true story blah 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 mm-hmm. um and then i love like the opening title sequence like it was kind of like uh, cabin of the woods like very like big lettering and very mm-hmm. loud music yeah and uh, i love that with his movies mm-hmm. and like the score and the soundtrack to this movie is so fucking good man like mm-hmm. i love that like creepy string quartet kind of sound that he has yeah and- I find he has that in a lot of his, like a lot of his horror movies anyways. Yeah. Um, It just works so perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like this score and the insidious score are kind of like, like the kind of similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So then uh, that happens. And um, then after the title sequence, we get, uh, we meet the new family. Um, I don't know what their last name is, but Perrin. <clears throat> hmm? Perrin. Perrin, okay. Yeah. Uh, a very large family and uh, <laughs> probably the best uh, girl dad I've ever seen. Yeah, he does a good job. Yeah, I really, I I generally think like this is one of my favorite families in any movie I've seen. Just because yeah. like they're dynamic, like there's five daughters mm-hmm. and uh Peter just like loves them all. Like he's so good with them. And Caroline is like so good with them. Like mm-hmm. it just made me feel like, like I like the whole family. Yeah. Which is good because in a movie like this, like if you don't like the family, then you're checked yeah. out of this movie. Cause like, and you don't give a shit about them. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so that, yeah, they definitely did a really good job at setting up this family to make them very lovable. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Roger, by the way, not Peter. Oh, I was thinking of Peter in office space. God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's Roger, Carolyn, uh, Sadie the dog, Andrea, Nancy, Christine, Cindy, and April. Um, April is the youngest daughter. I think the oldest one, I think, is Cindy or Christine. Uh, Nancy is the one that sleepwalks, I think. Mm-hmm. and then yeah andrea anyway but yeah um yeah and i really like this uh the family and all like the actresses and stuff like that yeah yeah um, me too. yeah roger is a truck driver carolyn just basically a stay-at-home mom you know it's, because uh, what choice does she have <laughs> that's true yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, it's uh it's in the early 70s and like all the kids are mm-hmm. in school except for april she's like probably i don't know maybe like five i guess or six i find it weird that she's not in school because she definitely... does seem a bit older yeah she definitely seems but... old enough that she could be yeah yeah and uh this movie's almost two hours long but it's, it doesn't really there's maybe a 
a couple stretches in the movie, like mm-hmm. kind of near the end where it does kind of not get boring, but just kind of drags on a bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of iconic moments in this uh, movie that make it stand out. And one of those, I think, is the hide and clap game oh, man. that they have in this. Uh, <laughs> it just adds to the tension and like, mm-hmm. and I've never heard of this game before. And it's like something very new that I've never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And it's such a terrifying concept, too. Because mm-hmm. like... um carolyn and april are playing it and they're the only two in the house and mm-hmm. and you're so basically the concept of the game is you're playing hide and seek but the person yeah. who who is on the is looking is blindfolded and the only way that you can mm-hmm. do it is by clapping yeah so they're playing and carolyn claps and then she hears a clap behind her in the room that she's in yeah so she like claps again and she gets mm-hmm. closer to the sound the to the clap in response and then, like, she hears it coming out of the wardrobe, and she's, like, searching through the wardrobe, yeah. and then April shows up behind her, and she's like, ha-ha, you're not even close. I was in so-and-so's room. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, okay. This yeah. is this is what we're playing with here. Yeah. And even, like, during that scene, which is, like, later on in the movie, but we see the hands reach out of the wardrobe, and obviously mm-hmm. Carolyn really can't see it because she's blindfolded. Yeah. So, like, just that little, like, touch, like, adds, like, to us, like, Mm-hmm. holy fuck <laughs> yeah right? and that scene later on when it happens again like that shit is terrifying dude like whenever she goes into the cellar there yeah because like that scene is in well one clip of it is in the trailer mm-hmm. um because she like gets pushed down the cellar or something like that yeah and then uh her like match blows out and then she's like running up there and then she like turns the match on and just like the lighting and stuff is just so mm-hmm. well done. And like, you know, she's down there and then you just hear like the clap behind her and it's like, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they, they find the seller by uh, playing the clap game. Mm-hmm. Um, April finds a music box by the tree, which is a very similar tree to the one we just talked about in Sinister. So and hung themselves from it. Yeah. Uh some other little things that happen before like the full um haunting happens uh sadie won't come inside at all which i mean i think they bought the house so they can't really do anything but mm-hmm. you know they didn't even really think it was weird they're just like oh, okay she just stay outside got her chained up you know <laughs> listen to your dogs people yeah yeah and at the same time carolyn starts getting bruises and at first they think like <laughs> they're like at the kitchen sink and Carolyn's like to Roger, like, oh my god, look what you did to me last night, because they had sex the night before. And he's like, mm-hmm. Whoa, like I I wouldn't do that. <laughs> and like she gets these bruises and like he tells her to go to the doctor and she starts taking um I think like iron deficiency medicine, mm-hmm. but it's uh it's um the ghost or entity that's trying to uh mm-hmm. get into her. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> I love this story with this one too, because like the ghost is trying to possess uh, Carolyn in order to have her kill her own children. Yeah. Because that's what happened with this ghost, which we find throughout the movie. Yeah. You don't she... find that out like 
I think Lorraine finds out that, oh, they're trying to possess Carolyn, Mm -hmm. but they don't know, like, because basically the person that owned this house, the, like, the wife was related to, like, some witch from back in the day, and then she, like, had a kid, sacrificed the kid, then went and hunt herself in the tree. And then, but these people owned, like, 200 acres of land. Yeah, And then the land got split up like in kind of like this kind of small town or something, whatever like that. So then all these people built houses on this land and then people started uh, kids started dying and people started killing themselves. And then Lorraine's trying to figure out like why this is happening. Then she realizes later at the end of the movie that oh, the the wives were killing the children. Like yeah. this demon, whatever was um getting into the the wives to kill the children Mm -hmm. uh yeah some other stuff that happens before everything goes down uh the clocks always stop at 307 Mm -hmm. which is uh kind of uh a cliche you see in a lot of these um demonic possession movies Mm -hmm. uh sadie ends up getting killed uh, I think like her chain got wrapped around her neck. I think from what I saw, April, poor little April found her dead outside. I know. Um, I feel so bad for her. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one scene I really did like was uh, the interview that Warren, the Warren is Warrens are giving um, specifically uh, Ed mm-hmm. to reporter in the, the little room there. And I love when he says, um, the guy asked him, like, why are you keeping all this stuff in in here? Like, isn't that mm-hmm. dangerous? And Ed kind of says, like, oh, it's uh safer to have them in here than out there. And he's like, it's kind of like keeping a genie in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Which I thought I like I like that kind of scene with them. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean they they have the room blessed and like the mm-hmm. Annabelle doll is locked up in this like glass box enclosure thing and yeah. i'm assuming it would be blessed as well mm-hmm. they're still crazy man there's no fucking way i would have that shit in my house yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so i know that they've done a lot of spinoffs mm-hmm. but a lot of the movies they've done haven't really been any items in this room except for the annabelle doll obviously mm-hmm. right correct so what would you like to see kind of like, would, would you want to see anything like connected to these? Like, yeah, I mean, that would... fucking samurai outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what is the story behind that? <laughs> yeah. Like, how would you like to see that? Like a movie, like uh, maybe a, like limited TV series. Like, what would you think would be a good um, place to do something like that? Uh a TV series would be really cool. Like if they did like a, a two season kind of thing that kind of mm-hmm. describes some of the bigger pieces in there. Cause there's a lot of shit, like whenever at the end of the movie, I'm jumping ahead, but like whenever Ed brings the music box and he puts it on the shelf, like there's just, there's a bunch of like small stuff. Like, yeah, there's like, like a, um, like that monkey from toy story three that has like yeah. the symbols, like that's there. Or if they did like, um, Kind of like a VHS style movie. Oh, that'd be cool. Like an anthology like just little, series. Uh, anthology. 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be neat. I feel like the the monkeys the monkey is in one of the other movies. <clears throat> I don't remember which one though. I'm like ninety nine percent sure that the monkey is in one of the other movies. Oh really? Yeah. Fuck. I wonder if there's like little Easter eggs throughout all the other movies of these items. Oh, there's gotta be. Uh, Annabelle comes home. Okay, okay. So yeah, he's in that one. Hmm. Cool. But yeah, I think that's the only other one that we really see. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I I really want to know the story behind that samurai outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other like little scenes that happen, um, in this movie. Uh, there's kind of like a split scene like there's a scene in nancy and christine's bedroom that like something happens and later on it like kind of uh what's the word like gets worse um but like that those two scenes with nancy and christine i think is like so well done and Mm -hmm. one of my favorite scenes in the movie uh because it's kind of like same like that old like cliche of um these paranormal movies like nancy is sleeping in her bed and all of a sudden she's like you you stink christine like why'd you fart and christine's (laughs) like it was you and then you see like nancy's leg get pulled and nancy's like stop it christine like thinks that's her Mm -hmm. but then later on in the movie like whenever shit like starts getting like really bad that scene is terrifying oh yeah man because like her leg gets reefed on in the second scene yeah, and like there's no denying it at this point. Yeah, because she looks over like it's a hard pull. Like she almost gets pulled off the bed, mm-hmm. and then she looks over and Christine is like sleeping the other way. Yeah. Um. But then she wakes then, up. Oh, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Rock paper scissors. <laughs> but she she wakes up and she thinks that she sees something behind the door, and it's like a very dark shadow behind the door, and like we can't yeah. see anything, but she does. And then yeah. she wakes up her sister, whatever her name is. Christine. Yeah. Um, and then Christine goes over to the corner. And she's like, oh, there's nothing there. And then Nancy's like freaking out. And she's like crying. And she's like, it's right behind you. And you, st- we still yeah. can't see anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden the door fucking uh, flings shut or flings open. Yeah. Yeah. Shut. Shut. Yeah. And then both girls are just like fucking screaming their faces off. Well, this part, this scene kind of pissed me off because, so Christine goes over there. She doesn't believe Nancy, obviously. Mm-hmm. Then she walks over there, and she's like, "Ew, it stinks over here," mm-hmm. or "It's cold," or one of the two things. And then Nancy does the whole thing, like, "Oh my god!" Like, and she did a fantastic job in this scene. Mm-hmm. Like, she looked legit terrified. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god, it's standing right behind you." The door shuts, and then like Nancy's like freaking out. They come running in. And then Christine is just standing there, like, not doing anything, just looking at Nancy like she's the crazy one. Like, <laughs> did you not see the door slam beside you? Like, <laughs> she didn't even freak out or anything. She's, like, yeah. looking at Nancy like she's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Cindy is the sleepwalker. She is in Andrew's room, who's the oldest uh, daughter. Uh, she's, like, banging her head up against uh, the wardrobe um and then roger comes in and like 
takes her to the bed and tells Andrea, like, oh, you're not supposed to wake them up and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, then the next day, whenever all the kids are gone home, uh, it's just Carolyn and uh, April there. Hmm. And April has her, like, little music box thing. And she's talking to someone, and it's her friend Rory. So Carolyn comes in, and April tells her, like, oh, do you want to see Rory? Like, you have to spin the wheel and uh does a very good job of setting up like the suspense because you don't mm-hmm. actually see you think you're gonna see him but then like it's just like a little cheap jump scare yeah but uh, i thought that that scene was cool yeah it was it's a neat idea to mm-hmm. to have it in there and it, it comes back into play later on in the movie too which is yeah cool. with uh lorraine yeah 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 and then this is the scene that we talked about earlier with uh the hiding clap thing um mm-hmm. With uh yeah, we talked about that already. Um yeah, the bedroom scene, we talked about that. Uh <laughs> kind of all over the place, eh? That's all good. Um and then I think the next morning or next day, Carolyn is alone, I think. Oh no, it's like I think Roger's gone and it's like early in the morning. She hears clapping when she's sleeping and she's like mm. or she's like folding laundry or something, but anyway, she hears clapping and she's like, Hey girls, like it's bedtime like it's way too late to play in this game mm-hmm. she goes to each bedroom every kid is sleeping yeah. and all of a sudden the fucking pictures just start ripping off the walls and it's like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> craziest yeah and this is when carolyn really starts to suspect that this shit's happening like that something paranormal is happening yeah because yeah. everything else she's kind of just kind of brushed off mm-hmm but this yeah. this was like the final straw. Yeah. I thought at this like this part of the movie, I thought Carolyn might have been possessed. But then we get to the um mm. the kind of uh presentation Actually. with uh Ed and Lorraine and mm-hmm. you know she's in the audience and they're like going about those like um I forget what the first step is, but something uh oppression, which is like like getting into um carolyn and then there's like uh actressism uh anyway but yeah so they do that and then they're leaving and Ed and lorraine get stopped by carolyn um and she tells them like hey like my house is haunted and we kind of get a scene before of like them at someone's house and ed's like in the attic he's like oh yeah this uh rusted pipe is causing this to do this and like okay my house isn't haunted he's like no <laughs> so then carolyn comes up and you know the, the usual spiel and ed's like kind of you know throwing it Rushing off like yeah like oh i've heard this story before you know well and like ed and, wants to because they have a daughter themselves yeah uh judy I judy yeah and ed was like like we have our own daughter like mm-hmm. we can't just be going to every crackpot's house that claims that it's possessed yeah yeah but then Lorraine, being the absolute sweetheart that she is, mm-hmm. really kind of feels for Carolyn and I think believes that, at least at this point, she believes that Carolyn believes that their house is haunted. Yeah, something's so she, happening. Yeah, so she agrees to to go and check it out. I think only because they have daughters as well. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they go out there and... Um, as soon as they walk in, like the whole family's sleeping downstairs now. They have their mattresses down there, everything like that. 
And like as soon as you walk in, like Lorraine is uh you can tell like her face changes right away. She knows something's mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Um I've what like thing like she's she's like not a telepath, but she's uh clairvoyant. Clairvoyant, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so like um Rogers explained like they have the door shut, he's explained everything that happens, like there's knocks and uh there's a smell, it's cold, and so they're like yeah, this is kind of signs of uh, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, we have to basically get um, like the Catholics or whatever to like uh, approve the exorcism of the mm-hmm. uh, the house. The house, yeah. And uh, they can't leave the house because they're pretty much like possessed, not possessed, but you know. Well, because Roger says like, because... Ed mentions that how you just said how they'll have that the house is possessed mm. and or that they need to exercise the house. And Roger's like, Well, I thought you only do that on people. And Ed's like, No, like some cases it's the house that's possessed. It's not exactly yeah. like any particular person. And then they're like, Well, let's just fucking pack up and leave then. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh uh-uh, no, you can't just do that because uh and Lorraine explains this she said like whenever I walked in like this presence is attached to your family now so no matter yeah. where you go no matter where you move to this entity is going to follow you mm. yeah yeah and like she says too like as soon as I walked in the house like I could see something with your daughters and it does like a little bit of a flashback and you see this yeah. like shadow kind of attached to them behind them yeah yeah and then outside too uh at like the little like lake thing um i love this scene too because lorraine's like looking in the water and then ed's there then she turns around and like she has this like crazy look on her face Mm -hmm. and ed's like he can't see anything obviously he turns around and all you see is these two feet dangling like you don't (laughs) see the body you see the feet like dangling beside him and yeah she's like oh there's a dead person hanging right there (laughs) yeah yeah. And like I find their relationship very cool because like mm-hmm. they say it a couple times throughout that like God had a plan for them or something like that. And like God yeah. brought them together for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because he is not clairvoyant at all. Like he can't see any of this shit that's happening. No. He just has all this faith in Lorraine and what she's able to see. Yeah. But like in real life, Ed Warren was the only he was the only non- ordained non-ordained exorcist mm-hmm. recognized by the catholic church or something like that yeah <laughs> excuse me so he was just that good like yeah. the, the catholic church was just like yeah you can you can do your shit mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah so they're um excuse me so they had to set up all these cameras and stuff to uh get like evidence to show the uh the catholic church and um we meet uh brad and drew drew is kind of like a student i think that helps them out um and the brad is like a local cop or sheriff that has to be there i think or something like yeah. that and uh i really like this whole like scene with them mm-hmm. setting up the cameras yeah. uh there's one scene where like they have like bells on the doors and like they're all standing in like the hallway then all of a sudden like the door slowly opens 
Mm-hmm. And then Brad comes out of the bathroom. He's like, sorry, how'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy every character in this movie. Like this is yeah. one of those very few movies where you want every single character to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like Brad and Drew, I thought they were amazing additions to the crew yeah. that was already in here. Mm-hmm. They kind of reminded me of uh, uh, Specs and the other guy from oh, and Insidious. Insidious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kind of the way they interacted with each other. Mm-hmm. I like the scene uh, with Brad. Uh, they're like in the cellar. I think something had just happened downstairs or something like that. And then they're up in the cellar. Oh, they go down there to investigate, um, mm-hmm. but there's nothing that pops up. So they're up there, and then all of a sudden, like, a door shuts or something like that. And then Drew's like, so do you believe me now? And then Brad's like, ah, it's just a draft. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, so, yeah, they don't see anything the first night, really. Until um, the next day, they're, like, making breakfast and... Uh, Lorraine tells Carolyn to go take a nap because she's like exhausted. They'll take care of the kids. And then um, this scene, like at when she's hanging laundry was terrifying. It's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's so quick, Mm -hmm. but it reminds me of another movie that I don't know. I kind of had a similar thing, but um, I've been paranormal activity like two or three but uh anyway she's like out hanging laundry and uh ed and lorraine like have this very like tender like moment like uh kind of like intimate kind of relationship yeah. type thing um but then he leaves and all of a sudden all these storm clouds come up it's getting super ass windy and then one of the, the sheets flies off the line and all of a sudden it stops on like this something that's there. Body. It's like an out, outline of a body. Mm-hmm. And like the the score like crescendos like right at that time. And mm-hmm. it's like goes up to the window. And the sheet like goes in the window where Carolyn's bedroom is. And you see like it looks like Carolyn in the window. Mm-hmm. And it's like so well done. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, it's this one of my favorite scenes in the movie. I think it's mm-hmm. it's incredible how they were able to do it, and like it's just a really good idea to have in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So then, Lorraine doesn't do anything yet, but then Carolyn starts screaming, and that's when Lorraine goes into the house, right? Yeah, she goes up right away because she know she saw that person there, and she's like, "Oh shit!" Does she go up right away? Okay, she does. Yeah. But then, like, doesn't really do anything because she goes into the bedroom. The bathroom door is locked, and you hear, like, throwing up. And then she goes around to the other side, and uh, (laughs) Carolyn comes out, and she's like, oh, I'm fine. Like, I think I heard one of the kids call me. Mm -hmm. And at this point, she is, like, possessed by um, the spirit. Well, we see what happens, too, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Like, there's a fucking old witch fucking bitch demon on top of yeah. her and then she pulls a oh, drag yeah, me to yeah. hell and pukes blood into her mouth and fucking possesses yeah. her that way yeah yeah uh so yeah in the pretty much like the final scene which is a pretty long scene it's like probably i don't know like 15 20 minutes of the last like the last 20 minutes of the movie maybe mm-hmm. um is whenever shit really like hits the fan 
and uh, so it's nighttime now. Um, Brad ends up seeing a maid. I forget what the maid says to him, but he sees the maid. Uh, Lorraine falls down like in this hole kind of thing, like all the way down to the basement. I don't know how she survived that fall. Yeah, I don't know. It was far. She was in the fucking top floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she falls down there, and um, this is where she starts to see the uh, the main like wife that started this whole thing mm-hmm. is the one that um, is like possessing uh, Carolyn pretty much. Bathsheba. Or she's what's her name? Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Oh, okay. Fucking weird ass name. It is, yeah. Uh, and yeah, all this like so much crazy shit happens in this last scene. Um, mm-hmm. what are a few of your favorite parts from this final scene? Well, it is a very long scene because like the family is all now in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. They move out of the house so they can do the exorcism on the house. They're yeah, they're in this hotel room, and Lorraine go back home. Mm-hmm. to go see Judy because something happened with Judy. The Annabelle doll gets out of the fucking glass enclosure. Yeah. And Lorraine can kind of sense that something's mm-hmm. happening. Something's happening. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get a call from Roger saying that Carolyn took April and Nancy and they don't know where she went. Yeah. And obviously this is the seventies. It's before cell phones. There was no find my iPhone or fucking air tags or any of that shit. <laughs> So they're out on the hunt trying to find her. And then Lorraine remembers like uh, Bathsheba possesses the the women to get them to kill the daughter. So Lorraine has a brainwave and she's like, we got to go back to the house. She's taking her back mm-hmm. to the house so she can kill the kids. <laughs> so they end up going back to the house and sure as shit, there they are. And this scene is fucking nuts, dude. Like, She's got a hold of Nancy down in the basement and mm-hmm. what she have scissors or she's yeah, holding she grabs scissors. Yeah. Yeah. She's holding something to her neck and like obviously going to kill her. And she's starting to change at this point now. Yeah. Like you can tell like she's really fucking possessed, but April's nowhere to be found. She's trying to kill Nancy. Everybody runs down, grabs a hold of her. They get the sheet over her head and then mm-hmm. Ed starts performing the exorcism because they don't have a choice at this point, right? Like they can't wait for the church to, to approve it. And this scene, whenever she pukes out the blood, she's got this white sheet over her head. She pukes out the blood. And then all of a sudden the sheet starts to rip. Yeah. And you can see half of her face and she's like turning into Bathsheba. Yeah. So scary, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like it is such a fucking terrifying image in yeah. that moment yeah and she like before the sheet rips i think she's like flipped up, upside down yeah in the chair and like that whole thing like i don't know how they filmed it mm-hmm. how they did it but then like yeah it's just so good and the camera like flips upside down with her you see like roger and all them like standing there like mm-hmm. watching her and stuff like that yeah then like uh a fucking gun fires off, like trying to shoot uh Ed and like mm-hmm. it's craziness. Yeah, it's nuts. It's just chaos for the last like 15 minutes. Yeah, and then uh, I really like the scene with I think I forget which girl gets uh taken, but they're like all in like the common room and they're all of a sudden 
there's oh all the crosses and stuff are starting to fall off and all of a sudden the two girls this is very much like paranormal activity Mm -hmm. three whenever the kids are younger or whatever Mm -hmm. but like two of the daughters are there and then the one sitting there all of a sudden you see her hair like little strands of her hair getting pulled up yeah and like her sisters are like oh my god like andrea and all of a sudden her fucking hair gets pulled she's getting thrown across the room <laughs> it's like holy shit yeah nuts and then they end up like cutting their, her hair obviously because mm-hmm. getting fucking dragged everywhere yeah and uh so like i said before like they can't find april but then um drew is running around the house trying to find her yeah and he finally hears her crying underneath the floorboards of the kitchen. Yeah. So he starts pounding away at this floorboard and finds out that she's underneath the house in like this kind of weird crawl space sort of thing. Yeah. So then he yells down the basement like the idiot that he is. I mean, <laughs> yes, he's kind of an idiot, but also like, I don't know, he has to let them people know that he found her, but obviously all told the demon that where she She's is there yeah and all of a sudden like uh carolyn just like fucking demon crawls like into the hole oh, it's like so Jesus good christ yeah yeah because at this point the chair is broken because like whenever you mentioned the chair gets flipped upside down it's like mm-hmm. bouncing on the ceiling and then it drops her so the chair breaks free yeah. so she's untied now yeah i love to before all this happens whenever they're up like upstairs and Roger and all of them are like, okay, we have to leave the fucking house because mm-hmm. like shit's insane. Yeah. And they're trying to get Carolyn through the door. Then like she's like halfway through the door, and all of a sudden her like face starts burning. And then like mm-hmm. the rain's like, oh, we can't can't take her with us. Yeah, <laughs> she's not she's letting her leave gonna, the house. She's gonna die if she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, basically April or Carolyn has April with the scissors and with the killer. And then uh, Lorraine reaches down from like the kitchen and grabs Carolyn's head and is like telling her about this picture that is in the movie as well. And like a beach day is like a very Mm -hmm. special day for them. And she's saying like, you know, you'll never get this day back. Like remember this day. And that's whenever Carolyn kind of like takes over her body again and like throws up, I guess the demon out Mm -hmm. of her yeah and uh yeah yeah and then i mean it's a happy ending everybody survives did None of the... did um brad survive yeah he got his face bit oh okay but, yeah but yeah he survived yeah um i was actually very surprised to see that every character lived yeah me too you don't <laughs> normally see that <laughs> no especially um, with a. Uh like a character list this big mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. um and these Plus possession movies sadie like, died but you know well yeah r.i.p sadie <laughs> um I, I like how it ended like everybody's happy they're all hugging and yeah. whatnot the family's free to go about their their way and then uh i can't remember which one but ed and lorraine are talking and uh, i think it was ed and he's like oh father oh they're like, oh, um, the church approved the exorcism. Oh, yeah. It's just like, oh, that's great. Too yeah. late now. Um, and then uh, 
they mention, oh, the father, whoever wants us to check out this case out in Long Island. Yeah. Which we know is the Amityville, yeah. Amityville horror. Yeah. And there's so a little I... like, uh, not like a jump scare, but one of those typical endings of horror movies. It's like in the, the room with everything mm-hmm. like uh, Ed brings. Um, what is it that he has from this? The music box. Oh, the music box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like you get this kind of like little jump scare kind of thing. Well, it's a false one. You think that there's going to yeah, be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even on this watch, I've watched this movie, I don't know how many times. And, like, even mm-hmm. on this watch, I was like, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it doesn't. But, because, yeah. like, the way that it zooms in on the music box, like, you just, mm-hmm. you're waiting for it to happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, anything else uh, that you wanted to mention or talk about? Um, I don't think so. I think it's very impressive uh, how scary they made this movie with like how little gore there is. Like, yeah. there's no no swearing, no gore really. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And they still gave it an R rating just based on how scary it was. Yeah, but I find that impressive, but. Yeah, other than that, I don't really have anything else. Nice. Well, that's the way the uh, blood splatters. Lack thereof. Mm-hmm. All right, what'd you rate this movie? Uh, so for story, I give it a 9 out of 10. Um, This is obviously the movie that set up James Wan's uh, horror universe. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a very uh, good start. Um, I love the story of the Warrens and the parent family. I loved all the characters in this movie. Uh, the only thing that kind of took it down was like, there's a couple scenes that kind of did drag out. Um, I will say that the third act and the climax of the movie is my least favorite part of the movie. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like I that find, whole scene like, down in the basement and shit? Yeah, like it's a very good scene, but I don't know, I'm kind of like check not checked out, but like I don't have as much interest in the over the top scariness mm-hmm. and possession part. Like I like the the build up and mm-hmm. uh the character development of the first and second act a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like it was so effective with mm-hmm. what little they did with it, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair. And, like the house is like a really good location too, I think. Um, so yeah, uh, nine and ten for story and okay. for quality, I will give it I'll give it ten out of ten. Ooh, okay. Um, honestly, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Uh, it's one of the most rewatchable horror movies, even though you know what's going to happen um i'll save the scares for the scare section but Mm. i the the score um the cinematography the acting like the editing just everything in this movie i think is great nice so nine out of ten and ten out of ten sweet well we have the same scores 
Nice. I originally I had, had I originally had my quality at a nine out of ten. But yeah. As I was like reading through what I have written here, there's no negative. Like there's nothing yeah. that I really dislike about this movie mm-hmm. quality wise. So yeah. So yeah, obviously story nine out of ten. Um, I said this is based on a true story and one that is absolutely terrifying. Uh James Wan did an amazing job uh taking this story and adapting it to the big screen. Uh, this movie, much like Sinister and Insidious, which he also directed, came out at the perfect time and fit the popular genre cliche of the early 2010s. Um, I love the history of the Warren family, and I already talked about this. Like I know some people believe they're hacks, but I'm still drawn to their works and find them all very interesting. Um, quality, 10 out of 10. All the actors did an incredible job. I loved every character in this movie. I wanted everyone to survive, which they did, which is great. Um I just like had a soft spot for each character individually, even like mm-hmm. some of the daughters didn't have a lot of screen time, but like just the family as a whole, like you want the family yeah. as a whole to do well. The family dynamic, like you really liked. <laughs> and I think they made a really good choice of making it all of girls and having such a big family too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, the score is iconic. I love the creepy string instrument sounds. I mentioned that already. Uh, the atmosphere and set design were perfect. The effects were amazing as well. Um, and like we have like three, well, two locations really between the Warren's house and the parent house. Um, and both locations just worked really well. Yeah. Yeah, 9 out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 for me as well. Very nice. All right. You guys know our scores. Let's head on over to Rotten Tomatoes and see what they've scored it. The critics' consensus. Well-crafted and gleefully creepy, The Conjuring ratchets up dread through a series of effective old-school scares. Nice. So based on that, what do you think the critics scored it? Uh, I will go 89%. Oh, close. 86%. Nice. On 227 ratings and an average score of 7.2 out of 10. The audience score is an 83% on 100,000 ratings and an average score of 4 out of 5 or an 8 out of 10. Very nice. What's Letterboxd have? Uh, ah, so Letterboxd is a 3.6 out of 5. Okay. Uh, I give it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, Where are you on here? I gave, gave it 4.5 as well. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's see. Erica gave it a 4.5. Our friend Alan gave it a 4. Jess, a 5 out of 5. XHR pod a three out of five, a nightmare pod three and a half. Uh, let's see, where's everyone else? I know there's definitely more than. Uh, what the? We got to have this guy on some point. Nathan? Yep. One, One out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have. And his his uh, review of it is just, just says trash with a dot hmm okay he has a um, set type of movie that he likes yes i've come clearly. to learn 
from these reviews. Yeah. I mean, hey, this is opinion. I can't really talk shit because I have right. some bad opinions too. Uh, Josh, four and a half out of five. Um, yeah, there's too many people on here. Yeah, there's that's, a lot. That, that's good enough. Uh, it's Anthony, a movie. Yeah, Anthony, five out of five. It's crazy because I think a lot of people do prefer the second Conjuring over this one. <sighs> From what I've seen. Yeah, I you said that I wasn't allowed to give away my actual ranking, so. And I, well, you kind of just did, but yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. You don't know. You don't know if I have this one first or second. It's true. I can just look on Letterboxd. You could. So could everybody else. <laughs> this one and the sequel are like super neck and neck for me. Yeah. Um, And they used to be reversed until I did my rewatch last year. Okay. So that's uh, by I'll the way, say. the uh, Leafs tied it up with two minutes left. <sighs> that's going to OT. Oh, fuck's sakes. Let's speed run through this then. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was tied, but they took the goal away. Yeah. Are you ready for the scare section? Yes, sir. All right. What'd you get for a scare rating? Uh, We don't have too many of these. I think maybe I've only given one of these before. Okay. 10 out of 10. Damn. I genuinely think... This is one of the scariest movies ever made. I think this is uh the uh, what the deck like 2010s version of mm-hmm. The Exorcist. That's fair. I think if this movie had come out in like the 70s, 80s, whatever, I think it would have had the same effect as The Exorcist, mm-hmm. just with this being released like after all these horror movies come out like yeah people are kind of more desensitized to it like never have seen this kind of stuff before but i really do think that this is one of the scariest movies ever made and like you said like even after watching it three or four times which is like probably my fourth watch um it's still scary yeah uh it's not really gory at all there is some really cool scenes in the final act but really it's just the suspense and the little things that um, make this scary. Nice. Uh, Scariest scene. I went with the second bedroom scene with uh, Christine or not. uh, Anyway, the two girls that we talked about, whenever Nancy gets her, let's get her leg pulled and like, she's behind the door. And Mm. I think that scene by Joey Kane was amazing. I think she was the standout. Mm-hmm. Uh, child actor in this movie. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, that, that seems terrifying. Yeah. And would I survive? Uh, I think if a house full of uh six girls can and uh, a badass dad, I think uh, I think I have a chance. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. What about you? Uh, my scare rating, I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. I said I'm keeping the same score that I gave Sinister because I feel like both movies are on the same wavelength in terms of the scares that they provide. Uh, This movie used to be closer to a 10 for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But having watched it so many times, like the jump scares and imagery are a little less effective for me, but it is still like a super scary movie. Yeah. Um, 
I said the fact that this is based on a true story and the history behind it makes it even more horrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, my scariest scene, uh, the girls are in the room with the wardrobe. And oh, we, we see, didn't even talk about that scene. Yeah, we see Bathsheba appear on top of the wardrobe. Yeah. And that scene is fucking terrifying, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a jump scare, but it's like, I don't know. Like, it's it's not a cheap jump scare. Mm-hmm. Like, this is our first real look at what Bathsheba looks like. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's out of nowhere. And it's fucking, yeah. it's scary. She's like fucking crouched on top of it, all creepy yeah. like. Yeah. Um, would I survive? I said Bathsheba focuses on mothers. So I think I could get out unscathed if it's just her. But who can confidently say that they could survive a possession haunting at this on this scale? That's true. If you I have the, the Warrens on your I team. Mean, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But they're dead now, so I can't bring them along. <laughs> That's harsh. <laughs> that's just the way she goes man yeah they were old they lived a long life yeah but uh yeah scary movie very good scary movie happy we did it finally yeah yeah all right well next week we are going to be finally talking about it chapter one yeah our boy penny wised Oh, I didn't tell you. But I'm, I chose the TV series. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Um. So, yeah, we're finally going to be talking about that. Uh, and then we just decided tonight that week four in May, we might as well just tell you now. Right? No? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, the last episode of the month, we're going to be talking about It Chapter 2 as well. So, we're closing out the month with our boy Pennywise. Yeah. And uh, taking it all the way over to Derry. Yes, sir. And Brooke's going to try and read the entire book <laughs> by the end of the month. Yeah, no, no. Compare and contrast. Yeah. <laughs> no, that won't happen. No. Cool. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to <laughs> catch us on social media, you can find us at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you click the link in our bio on Instagram, you'll find links to our T Public account where we have our merch. There's also a link to our Patreon account if you wish to support the podcast that way. There's links to each of our individual letterboxed accounts where you will be able to see my Conjuring Universe rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a link to our Discord server and anywhere that you can listen to us. Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode. We and appreciate watching. you and watching once I get caught up on our YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm like three <clears throat> episodes behind. That's all good, man. Getting there. Getting there. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Guys, it is. <clears throat> I'm sure it is. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll talk to you next week, guys. See you later.